Yeah, a little short and sweet. I like this episode. It was pretty good. Other than all the fucking blubs, but... <laughs> hey, man, it adds to the authenticity, you know? I'm just a regular human being yeah, with until a stutter. I add, until I add... Bleh. See? <laughs> <laughs> until I, until I until, edit them out. Until I choke on my own tongue. Jesus, man. <laughs> fucking comedic timing is on point today, too. <laughs> watching some uh some baseball videos before you got in here oh some uh some because I, I play the show now like religiously mm. so mm-hmm. i've been trying to grind uh grind some stubs there and one way to do that is to get players to like live series players to um like they do roster updates every so often so you buy like shohei otani or something and then Throughout the year, uh, he goes from like a silver to like a diamond, which is fucking great. So I was watching one of those videos, but how are you, bud? I'm chilling, dog. I'm chilling. I'm having a. I'm having a day. Just a day. Just a day. Isn't like everyone having a day? Like, well, you know, I'm having like, like a, you know, a day. Word. Want to know why I'm having a day? Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> Wanna, would you Would you like me to elaborate on that one? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because I have to fucking meet your ass here at seven thirty at night and listen to you speak for hours. Wow, that took a really aggressive turn. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, like, yeah I, like, I don't know. I, don't I, don't, know. I wasn't um, sure how to uh, to respond to that. Really is. Uh, no, I just had a killer headache all day long because I got a hell of a sunburn in May in Canada. But yeah, that's that's all. I had actually a, a solid day today. Got lots of shit done, and uh, and now we're here. Honestly, love to see it though because it's been so nice outside for the past couple weeks, and or not even past couple weeks, I guess past week and a half. I guess, and uh, yeah, let's get right into the news. I know we're all in we're all in lockdown right now and stuff for a little bit, but I hope everybody's getting outside and enjoying the good weather because we haven't had a good excuse to go outside in a while, so it's nice to have it. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, Alex, what do you got planned for us today, huh? What 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 do you got? What do you got stored in those uh, those little file boxes inside your mind, dude? I wanted to talk. First of all, I want to give a quick shout out to Cole Caulfield. Uh, like really quick, real quick. Uh, a quick shout out to Cole Caulfield. Keep doing what you're doing, bud. We see you. You're my favorite player. Go Montreal. Go Habs. Uh, secondly, just going to skirt right by that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he hit the post, buddy. You could relax, okay? Uh, secondly, I wanted to talk about some follow-up for uh, from last week. Remember when we were talking about... Uh, Joe Budden, did you did you do any uh, any more research on that? Like do a little bit a little bit of podcast scouring. Yes, I did, sir. But yeah, I remember uh, remember we were talking about Joe Budden and his his kind of hot take on fucking over his buddies. Um, what do you want to talk about specifically? Uh, the, the, what did you hear and what did you see before I get into like what my take is on it? Because I got a thesis for it. Uh, but I want to hear what you have to say first. Um, I would just say it's like, like after, I don't know, I reviewed it, skimmed through it and like kind of 
just went and watched like an overview video that you had kind of talked about or whatever. And um, he just seems so steadfast and like absolutely, I don't know what you would call it. How do you say like convinced? Yeah, convinced that he's doing nothing wrong, that he's like chilling. He he's, doesn't owe them anything. Yeah. So and he doesn't he doesn't have like any remorse about it. There's the word. So there was another little update right after uh, all this shit came out, which was kind of convenient um, for him at least. He actually ended up apologizing to Rory and Maul. What if the audience doesn't know and they haven't listened to the last episode? Go listen to the last episode first of all, uh, and second of all, um, basically Joe Budden got into a fight with his co-hosts uh, and ended up firing one live on air and the sound bite went viral. Uh, and then Rory and Maul, his co-hosts uh, ended up doing like a little sit down discussion interview kind of thing on like what actually happened. And on the last episode of this podcast, I was, I said, it seemed like Rory and or it seemed like Rory wanted to be there. It didn't really seem like Maul wanted to be there. Maul is the black guy, by the way, just um, for those of you who don't know. But he was kind of giving looks to Joe. And I was like, Joe isn't really saying anything. Because he didn't care. He's not really saying anything to prove that he's sorry about this. Like, he's kind of just saying, fuck you. And nothing's going to change. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like nothing's changing. I'm correct in this situation. And you guys are screwed out of a job. Yeah. So, you know, Rory and Maul had like a sit down interview and they discussed like, you know what? Like, I'm going to say like, I completely agree with them. I completely agree on every single way that they moved during this entire situation. Um, and... They basically just sat down and they're like, yo, we asked to see the the checkbooks because we we think we're not getting paid what we deserve. We think Joe is basically uh, cooking the books on us. Mm-hmm. And we asked to see the books and Joe said, fuck off and take me to court. Uh, and they didn't want to do that. Um, so, yeah, that's basically what happened. My thesis on it basically is like... Like... Not only did, like, everyone in this situation kind of handled this extremely poorly. Because, especially Joe, but Rory and Maul too. Rory, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to Joe first, and then I'm going to go to Rory and Maul. Joe handled this situation poorly because he let it get to a place where he had to fire someone live on air. And if you got, if you don't even know what he did with that, he fired them, but he locked the podcast that he fired them on behind a paywall. So you had to pay to hear him fire them, which was fucked, in my opinion. Um, yeah, that's just him benefiting over the fact that it went viral. Yeah. Um, and f- this situation should have been handled backstage. This entire situation should have been hit up backstage. If you have to fire someone, release a press, like a press release or something. You don't do that live on air. 
That's extremely unprofessional. Super unprofessional. My it's opinion. like, it's also just airing out your dirty laundry. Like you don't want that. It looks bad for your business. It looks bad for you. Yeah. And I don't know. I just like there, I've always, always, always believed in just sitting down and having a private conversation with people. If you have to deal with something because shit like this would happen otherwise all the time. So with that, all that being said on Joe's perspective, that's why he's a clown and he's a clown also for letting them back on the podcast because in my opinion, this kind of goes to like just my view on friendships and stuff. Once a once trust between like like that level of trust between friends is like broken, it's like Maul said on that interview. You know, you, you it's just let's cut ties now. It's save it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and at a certain point, as a person living, you know, you have to be. Or I I choose to cut ties with people um, when it get right right before it gets to that point. So I'm still cool with them, but it's not like I want to hang out with them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Joe shouldn't have let them on the podcast again. In my opinion, being a smart businessman, if he released a press release and said, you know, we're taking a step back, we're not having them on the show anymore, these are our new co-hosts. Or we're in the process of, you know, interviewing new co-hosts or trying them out, things like that. It would have looked just so much more professional and would have been so much more graceful. Or even if you do what Everyday Struggle did, which was Joe's last show, which was have a bunch of... um, uh, temporary co-hosts or even like Jeopardy have like a, a, um, a, not Alex Rodriguez what's his name the quarterback Green oh Bay. you're talking about Aaron Rodgers a- have like Aaron Rodgers on have uh, the reason you were mess- messing up there though is Alex Trebek that's yeah, why yeah <laughs> <laughs> you don't uh, <laughs> you remember rest, the real rest in, rest in peace Alex Trebek but absolutely um, but kind of okay. that concept of having different different hosts on the podcast to to fill that that space until you can acquire say a new co-host f- full time honest and yeah. here okay that's why i think joe is a clown that's my thesis on joe joe here's, is a clown because of those reasons that you just heard here's my thesis on rory and mall same thing that I said for Joe once once and it was really more Rory in the situation because Rory explained and he was just trying to be a good friend to to Joe and he didn't realize that it was like time to cut ties you know um Rory explained on the podcast that he did with Maul that he tried to work this shit out and he was the one facilitating all this stuff and Joe was kind of upfront and saying, "Kind of, I don't want to. I don't, I don't. I don't give a fuck." Um, yeah, like I'm not gonna budge. With that being said, then Rory and Maul, Rory convinces Maul back to go back onto the podcast and to talk about the situation that really has nothing to do with the audience because it's a hip hop show. It's not a. It's not a drama show 
about the show. It's like it talks about like news, you know, like occasionally they talk shit or whatever, but like, but it's a, it's a regularly structured podcast that doesn't have, doesn't include drama like that. It doesn't, and, and nor does that have any place on a podcast network, like in a situation where me and Alex and, and kind of my thesis on it, I guess I kind of just took over on you here, but my thesis for that situation is just, you have to be careful who you get in bed with, man. Cause shit like that happens and it's going to blow up in your face. You have to be really sure about someone before you become a business partner with them and actually know their intentions as a person Honestly, and not just, yeah. and not just, Oh, like here's a great opportunity for me to work with Joe Budden, who's my friend. And it's like, well, is he actually someone that you would want to be in business with? Is that someone you want to be in bed with that kind of saying that that goes? So that would be my thesis in that situation for Rory and Maul is like he Budden is cutthroat like that. He doesn't care. He is very focused on what is bringing him money in this situation, right? And so he's not willing to make those arrangements with them, then he's not willing. And that's just the type of person he is. So you just have to be more aware of the people that you're you're sleeping with, basically. I think I have a new a new little corner for the show. I don't know okay, what the corner is going to be called. Uh, I don't know what the corner is going to be called, but like it's a little, little like segment of the show that I want to have, you know, like coach's corner style, Don Cherry, but like Caleb and Alex and like no racist remarks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great. <laughs> <laughs> the corner of the show is basically going to be me discussing what I would in purely hypothetical sense. I'm a good person. But purely hypothetically, what I would do if I was in like a Joe Budden's position and I was just trying to be like the comp- most complete scumbag, I could and get away with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't his his first rodeo with being a scumbag either. Yeah, like... I- Every this is the thing. Like I, I like I don't want to like completely defame his character here, but l- look, um, that gr- uh, slaughterhouse five. He was the reason why they broke up. Everyday struggle. He left, and now the Joe Budden podcast. Like he kind of has a history of doing this kind of shit. Um, but needless to say, if I was in Joe's position, this is what I would do. Exactly what I said. Release a press release. You talk to Rory and Maul. And because they move, like, because these type of people, like Rory and Maul, they kind of move in a certain way where they don't want to bring one of their mans to court, they'll give you the benefit of the doubt to not, to save the friendship, you know? Yeah, they so won't you go pursue you legally. As a businessman... And you say, yo, can't have you on the podcast anymore. And because they have to move a certain way, because they're in this whole, like, I'm your friend. Well, uh, it's, it's actually quite nice. Like, they're trying to preserve a friendship over their current livelihood. Which, which is, is exactly why I'm telling Joe, I'm, I'm telling the audience what I would do as Joe if I was just, like, the pure pure scumbag like what i would do if just pure based on business how i would move 
you tell them you don't want the you don't want them on the podcast anymore. Release a press release, preserve the friendship. Then you don't have to have them on the podcast again. And you can kind of wash your hands of the entire situation. You pull yourself a James Harden exit and just get fat. That's what that is right there. Mm-hmm. And that is uh I'm going to call that Alex, Alex's businessman mindset corner. No, we'll call it Wall Street Alex. Or it's Okay, that's a better one. Wall, Wall Street, Street Alex. Alex. Yeah, Wall Street. Welcome to Wall Street Alex. This is what Alex has to say about being a scumbag. And to go on the opposite side, Rory and Maul have to do exactly what Rory and Maul did. Literally exactly. But they have to have mischievous intent behind it. Yeah. Like they have to, but they have to play it in a way like they actually did, where they don't have mischievous intent behind it. You just gotta play it like. Well, it would have been nice if they got a bag, right? So like, yeah. But then you have. To- I guess the the follow up to what they did or whatever is you have to go and sue sue Joe. Yeah. Like if you just want to cap the bag on it, you say, "Let's not go to court." How about you just give us, like, you just whatever a sizable settle- settlement. And that's it. But then he's going to be like, fuck you. So like, yeah, I get it. But like, kind of at that point, they've been the original host, right? Uh, uh, Rory was on since episode three, I think he said. And then Maul came on episode like 81. Um, But basically the original host. Yeah. Yeah. So like, should get a decent severance package. Come on. (laughs) Like... Straight up, they're employees. Like you know what? They're not proprietors of the of the business. Obviously, that's Joe. He's a sole proprietor, most likely, or maybe has some investors, but not them. They're on payroll. They deserve a an obvious severance. And especially if you've been there for since episode three, that would be pretty hefty. It's kind of it was kind of hard for me to talk about. Alex's or Wall Street Alex because Joe handled this in such a way that he became Wall Street Alex or rather I, I be, Al, Wall Street Alex became Joe Budden <laughs> <laughs> Wall Street Alex because you can do whatever the fuck you want but like what he kind of did is illegal like you you had a contract with someone okay you get a certain percentage of this and when you when they go and ask oh, you, so they do, were given an equity stake. Yeah, yeah, they were giving like a like a ten or fifteen percent stake or something. Oh, that yeah, that is illegal. That's which just, is I, which is why they asked for the books, and then as soon as they asked for the books, they found an error in it, and they're like, "Hey, are you going to correct this error?" And Joe was like, "Yeah," and then didn't. Wow. And they kept asking, and Joe get kept getting more mad. Because and because and because these guys in the rap circle have to move some way where they can't like I gotta be hard. It's not even like I gotta be hard. It's just like they gotta like they, they gotta move in a certain way to to please everyone, you know? They don't wanna step on any toes, but at the same time they do. It's kind of just like a weird vibe that people give off in that in that entire culture. It's like it's like dick sucking, but also like I'm gonna pop you at the same time. <laughs> Like, it's, it's, uh, you ever like listen to like the Breakfast Club or like, I guess the Joe Budden podcast or anything like that. And you like listen to how they, 
talk about like their ops, but then they they talk about their OGs like they're gonna suck their dicks. Like, like straight up though, like that's that's true. Like this is coming from a white boy, I know, and it's fucking hilarious. But like you listen to these interviews and these guys are like, oh yeah, like fucking I'll piss on my dead ops grave, like fuck them, bunch of pussies, like fuck O Block, this and that. And then it's like, oh, but like Daddy Pisces over here is like my OG and I love him so much and I look up to him and he's like my big bro. And it's like, dude, like you like you know what I mean? Like I don't know if I'm like reading into it a little bit too much, but it's like it's like, oh, I'll piss on my dead ops grave. Oh, but Tupac. <laughs> You know, like, I don't know, man. Honestly, I don't get what your thesis is there, but I'm just gonna like. No, uh, it's just that like gangsters are like homosexual for their for their for their older counterparts in the in the streets, man. It's 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 okay. Maybe that like, it's going a little far there, but you know, uh, it just sounds weird, man. They sound like they're into each other, but then the next second they're like. Oh, don't fuck with that gay shit around me. This and that, like they're all hard as shit, it, right? Like, am I crazy for saying this? Like, I watch these interviews and I swear to God, I see that repeated every time. And it's like, dude, like, who cares? Why do you care so much about? Like, it's just like outward appearance, I guess, a lot. But like, I don't know. I always find like the people who are like overtly as masculine as they can possibly be are just really not comfortable with their insecurities and stuff like that and just like feel like they have to mask it with their macho-ness i don't know uh if we're gonna talk about that stuff i kind of semi agree with you i i kind of agree that that in that culture has a problem with well but it's just fame in general people have an issue with accentuating their personalities and their personalities don't really match uh who they genuinely are so like a lot, I bet a lot of these guys are a lot, a lot, a lot more chill and laid back and they present themselves on camera. Um, yeah, you're definitely right. Like Emily Chopper doesn't act like he does all the time. That you being know, like, said, I bet a lot of these guys actually do act and like are that person. <laughs> you think you think six nine is actually six nine? No, like, but I'm that, not talking about six nine. I'm talking nah, about, about a like a like yeah. a Kodak Black, like you know, like okay, okay, or yeah, like yeah. a like like a Meek Mill. Like Meek Mill, he acts genuine. Like you can't okay, fake okay. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's that's that entire culture has like in this kind of it, it goes to like the debate. I don't want to like shift the conversation towards this, but like like rock to rap, you know, like rock music okay pink floyd was talking about like the dangerous side of money like all these all these rock stars were like okay we're famous but don't take advantage of it you know um dire straits is another example um stevie nicks and uh fucking fleetwood mac i can go on and on right Mm -hmm. um whereas as like rock kind of progressed it kind of got to that era where where it was like glam rock, like Kiss, Motley Crue, all those guys, and they kind of became like the modern Glory. day rapper, you know, like the yeah, they glorified it a little bit in a sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, Motley Crue glorified it. Period. Never yeah, mind. and I, I'm more sense. I'm more talking about Kiss, really, uh, but um. 
and then grunge was kind of the against that part of mm-hmm. rock because grunge music was really like like this this needs to be raw again like rock needs to be raw rock needs to be down to earth and we don't really give a fuck about all this glam rock shit um and people kind of resonated with that i think uh which i think is going to happen again eventually i don't know if it's going to happen soon i don't know if it's going to happen um in a while but like i think it's going to happen you know uh, i think well, I guess, I guess it kind of already did in the rap circle with, with emo rap, as they call yeah, it. There's, I would say like emo rap is the, kind of the early stages of what you're talking about with grunge. Yeah. Um, maybe not with the same... Well, I'd say even with the same level of reach, honestly. Like there's a lot of emo rappers out there that get crazy numbers, right? And a lot of people relate to their music quite a bit. Um, kind of segueing a little bit here, but to artists from Toronto who have been awarded with amazing awards this year at the Billboard Music Awards, Drake with Artist of the Decade and The Weeknd taking home 10 microphones. What do you think of that? Uh, Well, who else are you going to give the Artist of the Decade to? Yeah. Like, Like that's what I was, I was going to say if you had a hot take here, but like, yeah, who else do you give it to, right? Kendrick, maybe. But do numbers like Drake. Yeah, but if you're talking about like how influential guys' albums are, like Kendrick is mm-hmm. on the same level, um, mm-hmm. at least with Good Kid, Mad City, and in T-Pap. Um, I would say Damn was pretty damn influential. Yeah, that too. But that was him more like selling out. You know, um, I guess so. Don't hurt me, Kendrick. I love you, but uh, <laughs> and I love Damn. But like uh, T-Pap and Good Kid, Mad City don't even compare. Like in type and the quality, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, but yeah, who else are you gonna give it to? And and the weekend, uh, I didn't watch. I don't watch those award shows, so I can't speak on anything. But you know what? He had the best album last year. Uh, he deserves everything that he got. Um, yeah, no, that was kind of all I wanted to talk about. Just say pretty well deserved awards. Um, I don't really watch award shows in their entirety either. I just watch like highlights or YouTube catch-ups or anything like that but it was just cool to see two canadian artists really getting recognized for what they do at least at a major award show because obviously with the weekend absolutely getting cock blocked by the grammys because of the super bowl it's cool to see him get some award recognition can we talk about that stupid heart on drake's head yeah bro that shit's tacky as fuck (laughs) it is you're right dude holy shit i was looking at that in like the instagram pictures with like michael b jordan that he posted and shit and i'm like dude one why would you even take a picture beside michael b jordan man that guy's fucking gorgeous (laughs) dude okay and then because like no one compares to that man i'm pretty sure he won sexiest man in the world this year like or in 2020 like you're fucked if you're taking a picture beside this guy and uh and then you got that tacky ass fucking heart on your head like what dude certified lover boy more more like fucking certified loser boy no i'm kidding drake (laughs) i fucking kind of all the jokes aside drake i love your shit please don't fucking kill me mafia man um (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that heart is just just fucking it's nice. bad. It's not the look. It looks dumb. Like, you know, it, like it just 
it's such a light skin thing to do, right? It's such like a like a stupid rollout for an album, just shaving a heart into your hairline. Like he he's officially the light skin king, though. At that point, that like that's the crown, <laughs> isn't it? That's his crown right there, the little heart on I the head. <laughs> light skin king, right there, right? This he wins. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend is gonna kill you for saying the word light skin. <laughs> Why is she gonna kill me? He was light skinned. That's like a she, common joke with him. She hates me because uh, my girlfriend is well. She's light skinned. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna kill me. But, yeah, we're both but, dead. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she hates being. Uh, she hates everyone that alludes to like her uh, her her light skin and tries to like fetishize light skinned people because she thinks that like like dark skinned people are like just as good looking and all this stuff like which okay like, i tend I, to agree with but yes i understand that standpoint but that's kind of not at all the context here yeah, yeah this is <laughs> this is the meme drake is the light skin uh, yeah i don't I, I don't i don't agree with her standpoint either where she, like uh she's very militant about all this shit uh maybe i'll cut this part out but like, <laughs> we'll just we'll just we'll just end it on like light skin and then you're, uh, there's gonna be nothing else um, uh, that's hilarious but uh, that's all that to say cool to see two amazing artists from canada doing amazingly well um and for the weekend to get some recognition is kind of what i wanted to bring up is that you know getting really really blackballed by by the grammys and then going on to win 10 awards at the billboard music awards which some would say uh matter a little bit more because they're less uh judgmental on your style of music and more more focused on the numbers that you do in your streams and how many people appreciate your music from from directly from you so um cool to see him get recognition even though he is the weekend and just did the super bowl but <laughs> he's rich as fuck but like i don't know it's just you know he got he got screwed by the grammy so it's a good little redemption story care to talk about monaco dude i would love to talk about monaco how'd you like the race i really enjoyed the race i think like they I don't know. It's, it's probably because you're a casual viewer. You really. I'm a casual viewer. viewer. I know this is uh, F1 is this is F1's most boring race apparently, or like one of their most boring races, and I don't know. It was just really cool. I won some money on it, so I guess that got me a little bit more excited too. <laughs> I texted Alex the night before. I'm like, "Who do I bet on? Who do I bet on?" And he's like, "Well, Leclerc's been." And if none of you guys know F1 at all, just listen. It's Monaco Grand Prix. It's good to have a little bit of knowledge about this because it's a pretty big event every single year. Um, and so so Leclerc, right? Is it Leclerc or Leclerc? Uh, it's Charles. Charles? Uh, no, Charles. Charles? Or Charles. Or I don't know how British people Charles. 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 Yeah, you, Charles. you can probably pronounce it better because you're French, Is he right? French? Yeah, yeah Charles. He's, he's, from, he's actually from Monaco. Okay, Charles Leclerc is how you would say it. Yeah, and yeah. Friend, friend. No, I don't know. Leclerc is actually Quebec, so it's Leclerc. Um, so he was at the poll, and Alex said, well, seven out of the last 10 Monaco Grand Prix winners have been uh, first poll. So, you know, that's probably your safest bet. Other than that, probably do Verstappen because – He's just such an amazing racer, and Red Bull and Ferrari were were kind of uh, doing the best in the qualifiers. And so, you know, me being 
the little strategic person I was, I said, you know what, let's go with the guy that doesn't have the best odds, you know? And if you would have bet on Leclerc or Leclerc to make pole, it was actually like 34 to one. So you would have made a decent amount on that bet yeah, for him to get pole. Fucking nobody expected Ferrari to do this well this weekend because they've been complete dog ass for the past year and a half. Well, we had kind of talked about that on the last podcast or not the last podcast, but a few podcasts ago when you were talking about that, that racer, uh, what's his name again? Sergio Sorry. Perez. I love that. Sergio guy. Perez. Yeah. So I remember, I remember you talking about Sergio Perez and how Ferrari was struggling so much the past few years and seeing them, well, they got pole. Unfortunately, Leclerc DNF'd. He wasn't able to start. Um, so that allowed for Verstappen to to win the Monaco Grand Prix. Spoiler alert, you should have watched it. Um, and allowed me to make a few extra dollars. So it was, it was kind of nice. But yeah, I, I asked Alex for a little bit of info and made some made some money betting on a race. And now I've found uh, my new gambling passion because I'm uh, 100% profit right now. Okay? So uh, I'm just so going to keep if, dropping if, money on F1. If you want to keep up... I'll, I'll tell you the bad races, right? If you want to keep up that 100% streak. Uh, Sochi, Russia. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Abu Dhabi is the next one that you like, kind of want to bet on. Because like those races, they're the most boring ones in the calendar. Um, and Spain, but Spain already passed. Um, Italy is supposed to be a good race, right? Who, uh, Monza or Imola? I think or Imola. Or Romagna, because there's three races that it is. Isn't it Imola played. that's a good one? Uh, Imola was the first race on the schedule, I think. That was a pretty good race. I actually, I love that race. But um, Monza is the the classic Italian track. Like that's like the that's the pinnacle of pinnacle of racing for I I think because it's all oh it ugh, words. What the fuck are they? Uh, <laughs> it's it's all speed there um, because the there's only really four or five corners and there's so. They're basically just U-turns. Um, so cars have a lot of time to pass other cars and they get a lot of DRS, which is uh, good for overtaking and stuff. What does DRS stand for? Drag reduction system. Cool. Basically, and that's, what, it, that's it, when one of your wings opens up and it helps with the aerodynamics of the car, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, Monaco has to be removed from this fucking F1 schedule. I'm sorry. Uh, like diehard Mon- it, this will never never happen because it's just such a historic track and before i even get into it let's just talk a little bit about the history behind the track monaco's been in f1 for uh since its inception and monaco has consistently been one of the hardest tracks to um race at uh because it's so it they race on actual streets um yeah, and actually, the streets are very tiny, and there's not a lot of chances to overtake. What are you gonna say? No, I actually, I uh, there's a really amazing Vox video actually on the history behind Monaco and stuff like that that I actually watched before this podcast, and it went in depth about how actually the Monaco Grand Prix was really developed because after Monaco w- received its treaty with France. Um, France took a lot of their territory where all their citrus trees were and stuff. So they, their largest export was gone. So they had to make it basically a hub where people wanted to visit from outside of Europe. So they 
they made the Casino of Monte Carlo, uh, which became uh, like a massive attraction for a lot of French people once the railroad was built. Lots of um, rich people in general. And a lot of rich people in general, period. And it actually became so rich because of the casino and the hotels and that industry that they stopped taxing their residents. Uh, so they became a tax haven for a lot of rich people. And that's why it started doing so well in, in stuff like races and prestige uh, because a lot of prestigious people wanted to be there because it was a tax haven. Mm-hmm. And just like the spectacle of Monaco, like the the race is right by the bay and all these rich people get all their yachts and stuff and they come and they like they basically watch the race on their yacht, which is like... That's insane, right? That's pretty. And cool it's right, do. right beside the track too, which is awesome. Yeah. Like um, the harbor, the harbor front is quite literally against the road they race on, and it's gorgeous. Um, so, but the race is just like it's so fucking boring. They, what I would do if I was them, like honestly, just end it after qualifying. Just do like a time trial setup. You don't need an actual race just because it's so hard to overtake there. There is absolutely no need for a race because it's just like 80 laps of guys going around in a circle uh, and no action. And occasionally there's a crash or occasionally there's a breakdown like uh, Charles uh, Leclerc had to, uh, yesterday. Yeah, it's a. Uh- it is. It isn't a ridiculously exciting race. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, like your your regular, basically all your racers fit into wherever they were positioned in qualifiers and maybe move one or two positions. Yeah, all the all the position moves happen at the pit stop. Like uh, Valtteri Bottas had to retire because mm-hmm. uh, his pit crew is just the Mercedes pit crew in general is just fucking crap. Um, but yeah, like it. I have no. That's basically just my thesis on it. I love Monaco in general. It's just like the race is terrible, but the qualifying is very, very good. Um, so that's like basically my thesis on it. Just fix qualifying. You're good. I think. I think the the issue with Monaco is it is the most like it is a boring race, but it's so prestigious just because it is. I would say probably the most recognized F1 Grand Prix race in the world every year. Like it has the most eyeballs on it. Yeah. So, you know, winning there is like winning twice. You're you're winning in front of the entire world. So I, I feel like as much as that race is boring, it still means so much to the racers that it's still ridiculously important. Yeah. Which is why it's impossible to say... Let's just remove it, but just remove the race part. I don't need to see the race. I don't need to see. I don't need to see it. Just do like a time trial. Do a Mario Kart time trial, and then put like mushrooms and shit on the road too. What do you think about Hamilton in seventh? Yeah, Hamilton didn't really perform this weekend. No, uh, it didn't. It was it was very race weird. bad in the qualifiers too. Uh, that yeah, the Mercedes in general uh, wasn't very good this weekend. Um. And again, Ferrari was fucking out of nowhere. Like, who the hell thought Ferrari would be good? Um, even like was, even earlier Sainz, on this year, Sainz man. got 
was he in second? Yeah, he was in third, uh, but he was pissed because uh, he had a better uh, run in qualifying on that last lap than Leclerc did. And Leclerc crashed and it, it ruined his run. And he wanted to get pole position. He would have got a one-two pole if Leclerc didn't crash. But he was he was really mad at Leclerc. Uh, mm-hmm. And I could even tell that I, I was watching uh, Quali with my stepdad. And uh, after the after Quali, Science kind of went over to Leclerc and gave him a little like look and this little slap on the back of the head there. And I was like, yo, he's pissed. Like, <laughs> um, Dude, there's so much drama within F1. I think that's what keeps people entertained throughout the season as well. Because like you have your two leaders that pretty much like fight like Hamilton and Verstappen are fighting for the championship series, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then Verstappen's quite a bit ahead of him now after this win. Um, kind of what I was looking at with F1 is it reminds me of football clubs in the way that like it's managed because it's so like slimy and money oriented. Um, you know what I mean? Like uh, It's very European. It's so European. Like European management is so slimy and horrible. Maybe we just don't see North American management because they lie better or something. (laughs) North American like baseball teams are not any better. No, North American baseball is horrible. But I don't know. Just like comparing like, like I guess football or soccer, right? Um, And F1, the management seems very, very similar. Uh, But it's really cool. It's cool to watch. My watching experience was amazing. Um, that was Sunday, right? Was uh, was the Grand Prix? It was Sunday, I yeah, believe. Yeah, it's, right? al- it's always on Sunday. So yeah, so it was uh, it was a Sunday, and um, we woke up nice and early. Uh, went to a friend's house, uh, vaccinated, so don't come for my neck. Uh, and we had just a great breakfast buffet kind of thing. And a boozy breakfast with like mimosas and tequila sunrises and and uh, coronas, and we just all hung out in the sun, put the put the TV under the gazebo, had the race on, had the pool going. It was really an awesome, awesome start to the Sunday. So I have to say, my first F one viewing experience, not first, like I've watched F one in the past, but actually watching a full race and like getting into it was great. And I bet on the right guys, so that helped helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it. I think that there might be F one, like an F one fan. I don't know. I, dude, uh, I would English. <laughs> I think I think I think this podcast would go the fucking hell if you started watching F one. But I fucking want you to so bad because you're like, I don't talk just to very me. many people, and uh, we're just gonna have, talk about F one. I don't have any fucking time. more people to talk about F one with, right? So I really want to talk about F one to some more guys. But, We're just uh, gonna be an F one F one only podcast <laughs> with like mentions <laughs> mentions of information from our past podcast. I actually I told you about this uh, couple, I guess a couple months ago at this point. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to start like a little F one podcast, just like as a little side hobby. You know, I already have two going on. By the way, uh, episode two of Living in Ignorance coming out on Friday. Uh, you guys. It's going to be out by the time this goes up, but uh, yeah, you guys are going to be, uh, uh, 
words, man. I like I just. I'm having a hard time with words today too, it's man. Just I'm horrible having, today, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slipping, whipping, and dipping all but at yeah, the same time. I just finished editing it. it. I'm. I might like put a little snippet in now and just do like a little. Yeah, listen to this little piece of promo. And uh, we're back. And. Uh, yeah, I, I I interviewed my two buddy, my two best friends, um, uh, Kofi or uh, Poku and Mix Tapper Jordan, uh, and they're two artists in the GTA area, two uh, music artists, and they're on the come up right now. And uh, Jordan, uh, I I don't know too much of what uh, Kofi is doing, uh, uh, Poku because he's a producer but jordan is actually like performing uh live concerts and stuff around the city uh obviously not now because covid but if you ever see the name mix tapper at a concert go see him because buddy's got bangers straight bangers um and i just interviewed him them both on uh their workflow of how they go around making uh their stuff uh marketing as like an underground artist and like kind of like prodding them about their mindset because that's something that we all talk about like a lot uh and i want to share that with the world uh it goes live on friday it's going to be out by the time this podcast airs so get your get on that peoples because it's a really good episode it's actually like one of my favorite episodes that i uh released that's awesome of any yeah so guys the easiest way to find it, you would go directly to our Instagram and then you could actually just click the link there. Uh, but if you can't do that, just search up Living in Ignorance on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, whatever player you're on, and you'll be able to find it and give it a listen. Uh, I'm excited to listen to it on Friday and you guys will be able to listen to it live the second this is you're listening to this. Once you're done this and you want something else to listen to, just go right over there and uh, press play on that because I'm sure it's going to be some really good banter uh, and I'm looking forward to it. So just congrats on episode two, buddy, and uh, go give that shit a listen, guys. And go uh, put it in your ears. Just to, just to plug uh, their Instagrams as well, you can find Mixtapper at uh, Mixtapper Music on Instagram and you can find uh, Poku at Pro... Uh, I'm just getting his uh, getting his up. At PXKU underscore. Exactly. Let me say that again because we kind of talked over each other. At PXKU underscore. That is Poku. If you need a beat, if you need a person to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> if you just need a new friend because we all need new friends. If you just need a person to cry on his shoulder. He is there. I cannot promise that he will respond to you if you ask him to cry on his shoulder. But give but it a shot. Give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's coming out Friday, May 28th. Crazy that we're already almost in June. Uh, this episode will most likely be coming out probably June 1st, actually, uh, next week. So it's pretty awesome. We're on our way into summer. Hope you guys are excited for the episodes to come. Uh, just a quick shout out to us on our socials. Follow underscore thesis FM 
on Instagram. That's underscore T-H-E-S-I-S-F-M. And you'll be able to keep updated on all our podcasts and everything that's going on. Uh, I think that's all I had to say for today's episode, Alex. Are you ready to close out? Yeah, a little short and sweet. I like this episode. It was pretty good. Other than all the fucking blubs, but... (laughs) Hey, man, it adds to the authenticity, you know? I'm just a regular human being with a stutter. Until I add... See? (laughs) (laughs) Until I I edit them out. Until I choke on my own tongue. Jesus, man. Fucking comedic timing is on point today, too. (laughs) Absolutely. Dude, you should see the burn I have right now. It's wicked. Oh, You peeling? Not yet. But it's going to happen. Bye, folks. Peace out.